Welcome to News Over Brews, the only podcast that breaks down the best of this week's pop culture over a nice cold beer. Sponsored by PopBreak.com. I am your host and moderator, Al Manorino. On this week's episode, we discuss the newly announced animated Spider-Man film, the unnecessary reboot to a classic 90s sitcom, and Lucas resurrects This Week in Metal. Welcome back to News Over Brews. I'm your host, Al Manorino. With me, as always, is my two close acquaintances, Ryan DeMarco. Thank you, Mr. Robotic. And Lucas Jones. I don't know if I would call us close acquaintances so much as the future Mr. and Mr. Jones. Weird. Anal. I was going to say uh, wor- uh, workplace proximity. Uh, I forgot what he says in uh, Parks and Rec. Ron Swanson calls uh, the f- his friends there. Workplace proximity acquaintances? Yeah, something like that. Speaking of which, you interviewed Mr. Nick Offerman. I did. Yeah, so uh, if you want to see Lucas's, actually hear Lucas's, read Lucas's interview. (laughs) You'll get it eventually. I will get it. If you want to sense his interview with Nick Offerman, you can check that out on com very soon. Uh, I'm going to say tomorrow, which would probably be yesterday. past at this point. Um, At this point, it will probably be on com. So if you're listening listening to this podcast, it was posted yesterday. If you're with us in the room right now, it'll be posted tomorrow. Sure. Let's go with that. Do you keep people hidden in this room? No. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, we have a great episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about a bunch of things. uh, But first, Lucas is going to start us off with a beer review. Lucas and Ryan, because I don't have this beer. I couldn't find it. And it sounds so good. Lucas... Tell the audience what they're not drinking. Oh my god, it's amazing. Um, going to going shoot to... a plasma blast in my pants. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> uh, so we're drinking Weyerbacher Sunday Morning Stout. It is a stout aged in bourbon barrels with coffee, clocks in at eleven point three percent alcohol by volume, and holy shit, snacks, Batman! It is amazing. Um, I took a smell, and I loved it, and I took a sip, and I loved it even more. Um, it comes in with a pretty hefty price tag. Uh, Four-pack was running about $14.99 at our, our store. Yeah, $16.04 after tax. Jeez. Um, but after tasting it, I mean, it's just it's just totally worth it. It's It's got, like, I mean, a bowl roasted coffee. Like, you know a coffee beer is good? When it tastes like coffee that you've never had, if it makes sense. Like, I can't even get regular coffee to taste like that coffee. Like, if I could get coffee to taste like that coffee, I would never stop drinking coffee all day. You'd be dead. But I would love it. There's, like, there's coffee, there's chocolate, there's vanilla. I think I'm tasting cinnamon. Um, There's a slight bourbon on the finish. I just... Oh my gosh. You know what it is? It's not dark either. It's not cloying. It's not dark. It's not syrupy. It's like bold, full body. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm like trying to find words. Ryan, why don't you try? Give it a shot. Let me just say that I don't like coffee, but 
I like coffee in my beer. <laughs> I only drink coffee when it's in my beer. Uh, but this is just a complete, unprecedented powerhouse. I wasn't expecting this. Weyerbacher has plenty of good um, offerings. Yeah, thank you. Weyerbacher always hits it out of the park, but this one is just, just, a, just a freaking madman. It is absolutely wonderful. Where you tasted cinnamon, I was going to go with uh, kind of um, an unknown spice that was kind of giving you like like a background minimal kind of heat, mm-hmm. which was good. It kind of goes along with the smoothness. It's the, it's not rough in any way, shape, or form. It, it just goes together wonderfully, and it is very expensive, as my colleague slash life partner uh, pointed out, but it is... It's a meal, pretty much. This is, this is a breakfast. This is this this is a breakfast. This is breakfast mm-hmm. right here. You, you drink it so slowly, and it fills you up as soon as you're done. Uh, we have tiny little snifters, and this is this is a wonderful way to actually drink it. Yeah, uh, this is actually the proper way to drink it. Um, we are drinking it at about fifty-five degrees, um, out of snifter-style glasses, mini snifter-style glasses, since Ryan and I are only splitting one twelve-ounce bottle. Because it's a good, um, it's a good thing we do. Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason for that is because you know initially I said I can't justify paying you know that much money for a four pack of beer. How good could it be? Um, and so a friend of ours, uh, Todd Kaiser, if you're listening, was was nice enough to trade me a bottle. Um, I have a couple of beers that I've been aging. One of them was a uh, Burton Baton that I've been aging for a year, and so I traded one of those for one of these, and. Uh, Todd, I think you might have come out on the short end of that stick. <laughs> I get the beer sneezes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, this is just, it's totally worth it. You're going to want to go back now and have that Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of hope that our store still has uh, Sunday morning stout because it's it's totally worth it. It's totally worth $14.99. This is the kind of beer where, to be honest, I would pay upwards of like $18, $20 bucks for a four-pack. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of money, but you, you really can't put a price on something until you're drinking it, and it, it, this is worth it. This is really worth the astronomical price tag that mm-hmm. comes with it, but it's just... If I could make a suggestion, I would say probably you buy a four-pack, drink a bottle to yourself, split a bottle with a friend, and age two bottles. And then kill that friend and then have the other two <laughs> bottles to yourself. <laughs> uh, age two bottles. Sit on this one. This might be a good one to sit on for a year or two. Uh, the coffee flavor might age uh, might age out, but, uh, I mean, that's half the fun, is seeing what happens after a year. Right. I would absolutely love to see this age, aged. Yeah, so I think this is going to be a 10 out of 10. Um, I'm going to go back, pick up a four-pack, and do that. I'll have one to myself. I'll bring one up north to split with some friends, and then I will uh, sit on two, and maybe we can do a vertical next year. Yeah, um, like you said, what he said, um, I'm gonna give it a complete ten. Nothing I would I would change about this to make it better. It's absolutely perfect. It has everything I love in it: the bourbon, the coffee in my beer, the chocolate, the vanilla, the heat. I love it. Absolutely wonderful. Um, Things are really well right now. This beer is kind of it, it's doing really well for me. So I think I'm never gonna drink a beer again. I'll just I'll just stick with this. Yeah, we should just drink this for the rest of our lives. I think now this that, might be the summer beer. I was just uh, was just gonna say now that the beach season's coming up, I can't think of a better beer to have 
than you know sitting on the beach in uh, 90 degree temperature with mm -hmm. this. You think he's being sarcastic, but he's not. Completely serious. He's serious because Ryan actually doesn't go to the beach. I don't. So he has no idea what it's like on the outside. No. Um, no. Always burns, never tans. I'm actually in like a Pope mobile thing where they just they put a tarp over me and then I come over here. We bought him an, an, a, a vintage Victorian umbrella that was used by Queen Victoria in 1867 to shield herself from the harsh summer sun. Had to trade a lot of beer to get it. Yeah, quite a lot of beer. Yeah, um, but it was worth it. You know, it the worth, interesting thing yeah. about Queen Victoria is that while she um, started what's known as the Victorian era and actually brought about a new sense of morality in England, she was a bit of a hoe. Not a lot of people For know that. For show. So this has to do with the beer, how? Well, because if Queen Victoria wasn't, you know, a hoe, oh, I see. then we might not have had this beer today. So thank you, Queen Victoria. Thank you. Um, I'm lying, of course. She was not. She was a very very morally centered woman and back to al manorino uh thank thank you lucas and not ryan for that wonderful review of that beer i wish i had every in my time mouth right now. every time i have to edit you out <laughs> um so yeah that that beer sounds phenomenal and if you want to see what that looks like so you can pick one up or attempt to pick one up at your local uh, liquor store or uh that's pretty much the only place you can buy alcohol uh, maybe convenience store if you're not, you know, New Jersey. Uh, you can actually check out our Instagram at News Over Brews. Lucas has posted a photo of it and has not properly tagged ever in his life. <laughs> I did. Anything. No, I, I put like six tags. Did you tag the brewery itself no. in the picture? No. We're not idiot. friends with them on Instagram. Could then be friends with them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we like I said, we have a big, uh, a lot of things to talk about. We're going to start, we're going to make Lucas talk again. Uh, because uh, it's time to bring back an old favorite of ours, an old topic that we used to do all the time. And that's a that's lie. Trailer we did it like talk. Twice. No, I'm kidding. Um, we used to do trailer talk um, and another topic or another segment, and that was called This Week in Metal. And Lucas has been saying every week for probably a good six months, "Hey, can we, you know, can we do This Week in Metal?" And I keep saying. Shut the fuck up, Lucas. No one wants to hear anything about metal. <laughs> so, um, we're finally going to let Lucas speak. Uh, Lucas, take it away. This week in metal. Well, thanks, Al. Um, yeah, we've only done this like twice. And because it's been such a long time since the last one, guess what? I'm cueing the theme music. This week in So, this week in metal. Well, if you're a metalhead like myself, you've been following intently what has been happening with Megadeth. And there has been a lot happening with Megadeth, as there always is. Megadeth is either in the news lately for two reasons. One, because they put out a shit album. Or two, because Dave Mustaine is a crazy human being. Uh, this week, it's the latter. So, 
there was news that uh, Dave Mustaine and by extension Megadeth hired a new guitar player, Kiko Loreo, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Ooh. He's a Brazilian lead guitar player, and he is quite good. His licks are extremely tasty. And uh, he's been hired. He apparently did some acoustic work on the new album, which is great. And so we're really happy. And we found out news that, you know, the drummer on the new album is going to be Chris Adler of Lamb of God. And if you're a metalhead, Lamb of God is just... Chris Adler is a human metronome on, like, steroids, who also takes pre-workout before his shows. Um, Pops so, up next. <laughs> yeah. Um, so between those two, hopefully the new album will be as heavy as Dave Mustaine promises. However, there's Trouble in Paradise. A bunch of other... Um, guitar players, drummers, what have you, sort of come out of the woodwork in recent days talking about Megadeth. So what has become a Megadeth reached out and grabbed this new young guitarist with a lot of potential to come play in their band has turned into a it looks like that was their last choice. Because Marty Friedman, Nick Menza, Rusty Cooley, are all people that apparently Dave Mustaine reached out to. Now, Nick Menza used to drum for Megadeth. And um, Rusty Cooley, uh, a phenomenal guitar player. Just, like, he's so fast. He's so fast it hurts sometimes. Um, Marty Friedman, of course, the guitarist known for the famous Tornado of Souls solo. Um Apparently, all of these people were offered roles in the new Megadeth album, and they all turned them down for various reasons. Uh, what's interesting about that is it looks like their main reason is they just they don't want to play songs that aren't theirs. They've all said basically the same thing. We don't want to pl- go out and play songs we didn't write. We're not interested in playing in a cover band. Um, Rusty Cooley being the most recent one. And as if there was like a final nail in the coffin, Kerry King, famous guitar player from Slayer, uh, was quoted as saying he doesn't know how anyone can be in Megadeth because of Dave Mustaine. Uh, Dave Mustaine's gone off on his rocker a little bit lately. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's uh, extremely anti-government. So there's a lot of drama surrounding this new Megadeth, uh, Megadeth lineup. As for me... I can only hope that it actually turns into an impressive album. Super Collider was awful. Megadeth's last <laughs> offering. It was just... Since Al already cursed, it's you, fine. You never, it was, you never forget to forgive us. It was fucking <laughs> terrible. You always remind us how bad it is. It was so bad. Was it bad? Oh my god. It was so bad. It was it. the worst. It was worse than the Metallica Lou Reed album. I think. I don't know what that means. I don't speak metal. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I mean, that's not saying much, because I actually kind of enjoyed some of the Metallica Lou Reed album. But uh, Super Collider was bad, and they should feel bad. So we can only hope that Ryan shuts off his phone, and B, that uh, the uh, new Megadeth album is worth all of the drama and the rumors, and kind of feels like a soap opera. Like a heavy metal soap opera. I would actually kind of watch that soap opera. Like an As the World Turns, but like <laughs> with a whole bunch of heavy metal dudes. Like the same situations, the though. Like, you know, the brother or the sister of this person is sleeping with the relative of this person, but like with, with metal heads and set to metal music. 
Am I am I far off on that? Would you watch that out? I'd watch him. I, I just every time you say Dave Mustaine, I always think like Dave Mistake. So maybe maybe he should just go by that because he keeps making them. Every time you say Dave Dave Mustaine, I keep thinking you're saying Dave Mustaine, like another another form of suck my rod. So yeah, you're both idiots and you don't listen to me, and that's fine. No. Um, both literally tune out when yeah, you talk. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, I I do the same thing when you put on your shitty music. So <laughs> hey, wombats are awesome. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that's that's why I've heard of them. I'm a fan of reading Rainbow. Yeah, I'm also a fan of Mouse Rat, but you know they're not a real band either. <laughs> hey, you shut your mouth. There was that one song about. As far as I'm concerned, Mouse Rat is more successful than the Wombats because I've actually heard of Mouse Rat. Point taken. <laughs> Got some grounds there. Yes. What else happened in metal this week? Uh, Lars Ulrich has been talking a whole bunch of smack about basically everybody. Um, there was, uh, you know, there was this whole like and justice for all thing where like who's responsible for the bass getting mixed out of and justice for all? For those of you who aren't metalheads, and justice for all was a metallic album released in 1989. It's their most progressive album they've ever written. However, the bass was totally mixed out of production. Um, and We've always been wondering who did it, why they do it, and everybody's been blaming everybody. But what's come out of that is that Metallica has confirmed three things. The first thing is that their album is 50% done. The second thing is that their album is 10% done. And the third thing is that their album is about 30% done. These are the three things that we've been we've confirmed in the last week for Metallica. Uh, so they're working on it, I suppose. Um, I just hope they don't turn into Tool, which has been working on their new album since, like, 1994. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'll be out soon. Got worry. some killer stuff for you guys coming out this decade. Um, but, yeah, so it looks like every single band in the Big Four is set to release an album next year. Anthrax, Megadeth, Metallica, and Slayer. Has that ever happened before? No. I'm so excited. Is, like, the apocalypse? Is that what, is that that, what it is? You know what? It might be. Because I have to say, I saw Big Four. I paid an outrageous amount of money for that ticket, an amount of money that I'm not comfortable revealing on air. And <laughs> it was like the greatest experience of my life, hands down. Like, even at some point, I'm sure I'll get married. Not as good as when I saw the Big Four. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but when good. you have a kid? Probably not as good as when I saw Big Four. <laughs> future Lucas Offspring, I mean, like you future... are... A letdown. <laughs> Future wife, if you're listening to this, it's not you, it's me. Uh, <laughs> you'll just never be as good as the big four. D- Dad, I'm the valedictorian of, of Harvard. That's great, son. But I saw big four once. <laughs> I was, was in the pit. And it was, it was so much better. Than the shit beat out of me. I'd rather um, do that than see you. <laughs> and the last thing is, this summer looks like it's going to be a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent season for metal shows. Right, uh, the Rockstar Festival is a uh, house falling asleep. Slayer and King Diamond playing the same show, and tickets are like twenty bucks. Yes, you'll why. have to deal with a bunch of like angsty sixteen-year-olds, but you just punch them in the face; they'll leave you alone. Yeah, trust me, I've done this before. It's not assault if they're too drunk to remember who you are. Um, so yeah, we have a lot to look forward to. Um, on the slightly less heavy metal front. Def Leppard's going to be putting out a new album. Whitesnake's putting out a new album. Um, so if you're like me and you're trapped in the past, this is going to be a really good year for you. 
and that's all I have to say about that. Fine. Thank you, Lucas, again for talking for a long time. It's over. I mean, um, oh, why you. do I get the feeling that you just use this as a filler segment? It is not a filler segment. Now, on to the real segments. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about a couple things. Um, we have two more topics to talk about. I'm trying to think of which one we should do first. You know what? Let's save the best for last. So we're going to talk about this one. Um, last week, they, they, they've been. Uh, Netflix uh, was rumored to be resurrecting a 90s sitcom. And not only resurrecting it, uh, we I honestly, when I first read the news, I'm like, oh, they're going to put the show on Netflix, you know, like they've done with, uh, you know, Friends, 30 Rock, you know, they take like a, a really popular series and, and put it on Netflix exclusively so you can watch the whole series. Uh, you know, me and my girlfriend have been watching Friends um, since uh, New Year's Day because that's when it came out. So we've been wa- watching every episode again, which is ridiculous because there's so many episodes. Um but yeah, so I, I read the news. I was like, "Oh, that's cool that they're bringing it." And then I like really read the news. And I was like, "Oh my god, they're they're bringing the show back. Like they're going to continue the show or make a kind of like a reboot." So it, it's happened before. Like uh, Boy Meets World, uh, they have brought it back for a new show called Girl Meets World, and uh, you know they brought back some of the, the cast with new cast members. Blah blah blah. Now they've also talked about bringing back the X Files, which we talked about uh, a couple podcasts ago as well as a, another famous television show, Coach, so uh, with uh, Greg, uh, Craig D. T. Nelson, which is great. Who cares? And now <laughs> and now they're bringing back... I can't even begin to say it. They're bringing back Full House. And they couldn't just bring back Full House and call it, like, you know, Full House. Full House 2. 2. Full House 2. Full. Bob, Fuller saying, House. Oh, curses, yeah. Actually, actually, no, that is what it's called. It's called Fuller House. <laughs> and, <laughs> the, and the plot of this show is it's going to center on um, <laughs> Bob Saget's uh, you know, daughter, uh, well, um, Danny Tanner's daughter, DJ, DJ Tanner. Um, and if you guys remember the plot of, of Full House, that the whole show was about uh, Danny Tanner. His he lost his wife. He had three three daughters, and his his uh, his best friend and his brother in law or whatever they moved in. John Stamos and the other guy, they move in to help raise the kids. <laughs> so <laughs> what? Yeah, keep going. So so they come in and they help raise the kids. Whatever. So the, the plot of Fuller House is going to be the exact same thing. DJ Tanner uh, was married. She's pregnant. She recently widowed, living in San Francisco. And uh, her, younger sister, uh, he, her younger sister, Stephanie, and uh, her best friend, Kimmy Gibbler, yeah, she's back, and her daughter all move in to help uh, DJ you know, with the, the pregnancy and her other kid. Oh, she has two boys, a 12-year-old and a 7-year-old. So she has a third kid on the way. So she... Uh, so basically, the her her mother dying, um, which was the plot of the first show, is now her husband died, and that is the plot of the new show. <laughs> How is that? Like, what are the odds that that could possibly happen? <laughs> um, is someone just picking off the Tanner family? <laughs> so this is this is beyond ridiculous. But I mean, their Netflix is they're smart. 
they know that this is going to have an audience. Um, you know, John Stamos, Bob Saget, they're still relevant, you know, with uh, Bob Saget was in How I Met Your Mother. John Stamos stayed relevant with ER and all the, you know, other uh, things that he was in. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're really going for the 90s nostalgia like every other um, network is going for. So I'm going to send this to Ryan and Lucas. Um, first, my question for Ryan is going to be, did you watch Full House when you were younger? And uh, secondly, um, do you think this is a, a smart move for Netflix? Okay, one, no, I didn't watch the show because I was busy watching SWAT Cats and uh, Tom and Jerry. And, uh, SWAT yeah. Cats. And SWAT, remember SWAT Cats? SWAT Cats was awesome. I love SWAT Cats. Tom and um, Jerry annoyed me. Tom and Jerry was that show that was always on. Like, it was yeah. like, like I was waiting for something good to come on because Tom and Jerry was on still. <laughs> I watched like, Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes. I always I always loved that show. I didn't watch, I, I, didn't, I didn't really dive into that stuff. I never really watched those type of shows. And the, the TGIF programming? The, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really into those when I was a kid. I really watched stuff that, you know, I was a kid and I wanted to watch, you know, want to watch people shoot people and hit each other in the face of frying pans and stuff and still be alive you know i wanted to watch that stuff um that's why you're so deranged do i want netflix to bring this back not because i didn't watch it i just think it's a bad idea altogether i mean i think this is like netflix has been making a lot of smart decisions i'm not gonna say this one's gonna be the straw that breaks the camel's back but I think it's a misstep. I just think it's a stupid show to bring back, and it's the what is it? The daughter, her, she's a widow again. Not again, but that was the well, same not plot again, but like father. It's like it's following the same footsteps. It's basically the same show, just yeah. newer and with the younger characters now grown up. And they said that you know Bob Saget, John Stamos, they're all like set to come back, like. They surprisingly the Olsen twins weren't mentioned mainly I don't know I think they're kind of staying out of the spotlight but it doesn't mean that they can't come back for cameos yeah. or something they're probably in jail because they gave uh, the guy's husband uh, tips on not eating so he died probably that's that's why that's why she's a widow that's just my guess for how the show's gonna run um <laughs> god damn it it's just it's a it's a show that doesn't need to come back at all like at all the show had its run it's over you don't need to bring back bob saget john stamos or dave coulier aka the other guy dave coulier dave, the other guy <laughs> it's just a show that does not need a follow-up an update you know it ran its course some shows just don't need it arguably as you said the x-files came back i mean that show didn't really even need a follow-up. It's great that it's having a follow-up. I think that's a better show. But, like, this show, it doesn't need this. I, like, like, Netflix could have spent their money on Top Gear. That, that's coming up probably eventually soon. I agree with that. Top Gear could be could be following that way. Just another show with a bigger audience. Because, you know what? Not a lot of people are going to I feel like more people, when they read this, they're going to be like, oh, God. Like, just give up already. Really? Because seriously, every single person from that cast, they're not doing anything now. Bob Saget had his short-lived career as a stand-up comedian. John Stamos is, is being Greek somewhere, uh, paying Rebecca Romaine money to, you know, not 
I don't know, talk about how he beats her. And then there's Dave Coulier, who just needs another show to be. <laughs> I feel like two out of the three <laughs> assertions you just made are completely unfounded. No, completely, like, just lies. <laughs> so Bob Saget should still be a comedian? I thought he's pretty funny. You thought, you thought funny. his stand-up was funny? Yeah. He was funny on Entourage. He was. I didn't think he was funny on stage. Yeah, he's funny, I like, mean, in small doses. And John Stamos is Greek, but did he beat his wife? Is that a thing that <laughs> happened, or are you just making that up? I heard it somewhere. It's probably not true. It might and, be true. And Dave Coulier definitely exists. But Dave Coulier is still alive. I mean, I, the last time I saw him was at the roast of Bob Saget. That was the only thing he's done in the last 10 goddamn years. I mean, does he need to, though? Exactly. Full house money. He needs the full house money. That The rest of them. Like, what are they doing? They're not doing anything. This is the, just a paycheck. All right. Bottom line, I don't like it. I think it was stupid. I think Netflix is wasting their time. No one's going to fucking watch it. Lucas, what do you think? Yeah. Go with Lucas. Lucas, did you ever watch Full House? Or, and, and or do you think this is a smart decision for Netflix? I watched Full House. Do I think this is a smart decision for Netflix? Eh. <laughs> is that it? That's, that's kind of it. I mean, like, you know, what else do you want me to say? It, it's a It's a shit idea. Will it be popular? Stupid, right? Probably. Think about the types of people that watched Full House. It's us, but like slightly older versions of us, right? And what do slightly older versions of us have? Free time on our hands. And what is Netflix perfect for? People who have like two or three hours of free time on their hands. So, I mean, it'll be successful. Will it be good? I don't necessarily think so. Like, it's like the fourth season of Arrested Development. Was it successful? Yeah. Was it good? Uh, oh, you didn't like it? Not really. Not particularly. I thought it was kind of contrived, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, no. Meh. Like I said, it'll be successful, but I, it's just, I don't think it'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I, I it doesn't sound like a great concept. Uh, Full House in itself is not really a great show, if you really watch it. it, it, it I watch reruns of Boy Meets World. They, they play them all the time on, like, MTV2 and a couple other stations. That's still funny. It's still a really funny show. It's still a good show. And, like, it was just done well. You know, a lot of the, uh, it's, it's, it's aged well. You know, you can watch that show and say, well, you know, they're wearing 90s clothes, but it's not, it's, like, it's still problems that people face today. Full House is, like, super 90s. Like, crazy crazy 90s like fashion and problems it's like seinfeld in like that that sense of like just time period wise yeah but but i mean literally seinfeld has test is gonna it's gonna stand the test of time yeah you know i'm pretty sure when that show was on the air people were rolling their eyes at full house yeah exactly people were rolling their eyes then now they're gonna be like ugh. so i just don't know if if they can make it worth anything more than just the nostalgia's sake but i guess we'll have to see um i don't think it's, i mean netflix makes a lot of original programming that no one really watches um you know outside of winners like house of cards orange the new black arrested development daredevil if you haven't watched that yet oh my god stop listening to this podcast watch it come back um because it's so good i haven't watched it yet 
I would watch it if I were you, Lucas. Um, I'm, it's on Netflix. The, you literally have no excuse. I'm in the process of I'm watching busy. it. You're busy. Yeah. You're not busy. Shut up. Watching anyway, 1992 so, concerts on YouTube. And Police Squad. <laughs> police Squad. Moron. <laughs> because Moron. you're 16 years old. So. I'm wearing slippers right now. Moving on, though. Um, yeah, well, I guess, I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to try it out. Yeah. Idiots. Okay. You're podcasting right now. Stop talking about stupid old police shows. We're going to go into our final topic, which is something that's really cool. Anytime we mention these guys, um, who are awesome, by the way, I, I, I was able to speak with them. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, directors of the Lego movie and 21 and 22 Jump Street. These guys are two of the coolest directors, writers that are out right now. Um, I was able to speak with them uh, about their show, The Last Man on Earth, which is really another great show on Fox with Will Forte. They are executive producers on the show. Um, so you can check out that interview on popbreak.com. But uh, for now, we're going to talk about something else that just recently was announced at CinemaCon, because they have a convention for everything. Um, they uh, they have a partnership with Sony, and Sony has tapped them to create a... They're going to be the masterminds behind... They haven't picked a director yet, but they're going to be writing and executive producing the uh, Spider-Man animated film. So not only is Spider-Man coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he is now going to have a separate uh, animated uh, universe, which is great because Spider-Man throughout um, the last couple decades, he's been through different animated shows and you know some of them with great success, like the 90s animated series or um, Spectacular Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, the shows that's happened the last couple of years. Um, my personal favorite of which is the uh, short-lived MTV series with Neil Patrick Harris, the CG one, the CGI one. Anyone ever watch that? No. Yeah. I like that show. This is a good one. But anyway, that was pretty good. So, yeah, they're going to be spearheading an um, a animated Spider-Man film, which is great because I think this is the perfect opportunity since now um, Kevin Fe uh, Feige from Marvel has already stated that it's going to be a teenage Peter Parker that is going to be the next Spider-Man. I think this is a great opportunity for Phil Lord and Chris Miller to write a Miles Morales movie. Or, since it's an animated universe movie and you can do whatever you want, maybe you can do something um, that just happened in the uh, Spider-Man comics, was the uh, Spider-Verse. It was a almost like a multiverse where all different Spider-Men throughout like different dimensions and different Earths, time periods, all that stuff, they all came together. Which was, it's really cool, like, because Spider-Man has gone through different, um, iteration, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Different. Transformations. Like, yeah, it's been, you know what I'm saying, transformations and all that kind of stuff throughout his history. So I think that'd be a cool opportunity to do something like that. But, um, Ryan, what, what would you like to see? And, you know, A, is this, uh, is this good news? Is this bad news? Is this oversaturation of Spider-Man? Or... Um, do you like this idea? And B, what would you want in a Spider-Man animated film? Um, good questions. Yes, this is very good news. I love Phil Miller and Chris Lord. Um, nope, flip that. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Um, yes, it's very, very good news. I'm very happy to hear about it. Anything that these two are attached to or put their mind to comes out with nothing but success and just... It's just great all around. They're they're wonderful writers, they're great storytellers, they're funny, and they have they have the chops to do it to, to deliver a good story. Um, 
I don't believe this is oversaturation of Spider-Man. I just believe we we've been exposed to a uh just just a, just a not great time for Spider-Man in the past few years, not the best certainly. So now obviously now that Marvel's got Spider-Man, we'll be getting around to their dose of how they have Marvel's pretty much wanted Spider-Man on film for a long time and it's cool because this wasn't asked for. This wasn't this isn't a huge demand. This isn't uh a big pressurized thing for them. They're not they're not like, you know, it's not demanding to the fans. They they can they have their own I feel like they have their own creative freedom to do what they want, whatever they want to put in a Spider Man story. Uh I think it's great news. I think it's gonna be a pleasant surprise, honestly. It's gonna it's gonna be probably really, really funny. They're probably gonna get the tone really well down. Um, to voice Spider-Man, uh, I don't honestly have any picks yet, or, uh, you know, to voice the show. Um. Movie. Movie? Logan, Logan Lerman. Why not? Oh my god. Obsessed. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> You're obsessed with that man. He's a cool guy. Um. Like you know him. I was actually watching Gamer the other day. I completely forgot he was the kid in that. Did I just did I just mind f you right there? Day bow bow Day bow bow. <laughs> wow, I yeah. forgot about that. I know. It's um, funny. Or or Michael C. Hall for that matter. Why not do it? Just put anyone. <laughs> Arnold, do Arnold for Spider Man. Start the campaign right now. Yeah, no. I'm going to hit you with my web slinger, Mister Freeze. Who was me in 1997? <laughs> <laughs> Time <laughs> travel. <laughs> okay. Two things. One, Mr. Freeze is a DC villain. Isn't there a video game where Marvel and DC meet up? Um, Isn't it called Marvel vs. DC? But that's not what's happening with this film. You're not what's happening with this film. I was going to send it to Lucas, but I I don't want to at this point. Are you just reneging that right now? You're just going to keep it to yourself? I have things to say. Lucas, is this a great decision? A poor decision? Is this an oversaturation of Spider-Man, let alone the superhero genre? Or do you think it's about time that, you know, with the success of movies like Big Hero 6, that they take these superhero properties and start making animated films with them? Let me start off saying this. Is that it wouldn't be oversaturation if they tell the Miles Morales story. Because we recently figured out that Miles Morales is not going to be the character in the new Spider-Man. That's what I'm saying. So if they told the Miles Morales story, that would be a good thing. Secondly, I recently got into watching Justice League, the animated series on YouTube. Great show. That's a great show. Wait, Justice League or Justice League Unlimited? Justice League, the regular one. Oh, good. They're both good, though. Um, and, and that's just phenomenal. So if you can make something... The thing is that oversaturation for... And like I can, I feel like my perspective is useful here as like the average moviegoer. Um oversaturation is only a problem if i keep seeing the same thing over and over you know like if i keep seeing the same spider-man origin story i'm gonna blow my brains out i know how spider-man was created i don't need to be told so if i keep seeing the same spider-man story just told in different mediums i'm not gonna care but if you tell me like i know that spider-man's been rebooted several times if you if the marvel cinematic universe is like normal spider-man quote-unquote and you use this animated series to tell like something like 
the Miles Morales story, which I'm guessing is slightly different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Very different. So then you're talking different. about a totally different character, which has been yes. done several times and which is being done for the Star Wars franchise now. <laughs> they're taking the same characters and they're throwing out the old canon and they're bringing the new canon. And that that can be good or that can be bad. An example of how that can be bad is with the new Star Trek series. They're taking the old characters and they're putting new stories and it sucks. It sucks hey. giant. No, you shut up. I'm talking. You shut Simon your mouth. Simon Pegg is shut writing the third one. You shut your mouth. Simon Pegg. <laughs> That's all you guys say. And it sucks. It sucks like giant enterprise balls. Um, <laughs> Those are some big balls. Well, yeah, it's the, the two turbines on the front of the nacelles <laughs> that power the warp core. And who's sucking on them? The fans? <laughs> well, I mean, technically, if you want if you want to get really technical, the only thing that's ever really tried to suck the energy out of the warp nacelles happened once in the original series and three times in the next generation. <laughs> Sad that you know the exact number of that happening, by the way. Um, Super yeah. off topic. All right, yeah, back on topic. So, yeah, it could be good. Um I about from now on that we're just gonna scream back on topic. There's whenever you you got you go off topic. It's relevant though. It's never ir- it's never irrelevant. Like when Ryan goes off topic, it's always super it's irrelevant, and we usually relevant. have to edit it out. But when I go off topic, it's informative. It just takes me a while to get back to the point. And here's where I come back to the point. The point is is you can do it right, you can do it wrong. You just have to kind of find that middle ground of like doing something different but not straying too far from the main path where fans are upset. And so if it finds that middle ground, I feel like it could be a really good show. Will I watch it? I'll watch a few episodes of it, probably. Well, it's a, it's a movie. It's a movie! Both of you are idiots. <laughs> we're, so, we're so used to the TV talk. I wanted to see if you would catch yeah. that, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'll probably watch it. Um, I, I think I think they'll nail down the perfect tone for it. it, it should, I think it'll be great. The nice thing about it being a movie, though, is that it... It's kind of like a one and done. Like you can hit a bunch of different themes and make it a cohesive story without having to worry about dragging it out for like 10, 12 episodes. Correct. Yeah. So I, I, I'm leaning towards it will be good. And I'm leaning towards it won't be oversaturation as long as they can tell a different story. I like I like seeing different stories. Plus, it's Spider-Man. You get to see their take on what they would do with Spider-Man. We saw what they would do with various DC characters in the Lego movie. That was funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was funny, right? That. Yeah, yeah. Green Lantern's obsessed with Superman. Batman's just a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I I'm looking forward to it. I suppose it'd be nice to get re- it might be nice to get refreshed too. Yeah, it certainly. Like I said, there's no demand for it. They can do literally whatever they want. You know, they they can show us a different a different you vantage point of spider-man they could do a different story that hasn't been run a thousand times like like you know they've been in various adaptations of you know spider-man so this this could be very good i'm very excited mm-hmm. um yeah like i said it's 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 an opportunity to to show off the rest of the spider-man universe you know, we, we knew Sony uh, had original plans to do, like, a Sinister Six movie, uh, you know, a, a Venom movie, all this great stuff. But, I mean, if we're going to bring Spider-Man into the MCU, we're going to want to see 
his his the rest of like you know his rogues gallery and stuff in the MCU, and we already know we're going to get a Spider-Man film, a solo film in the in the MCU. So this is a great opportunity to say you know Miles Morales or even Spider-Man 2099, like stuff that we can't see anywhere else. Right. We have you have an animated film. You already showed us with the Lego Movie that you can pretty much do anything with animation and make it look awesome, and you know they have a great talent. For, for comedy, so uh, you know, part of Spider-Man is you know he's the uh, how about he's the wise talking webhead. How about even um, I know it might seem like oversaturation, but how about Chris Pratt for Spider-Man? Dude, I'd watch that. Chris Pratt would be great for Spider-Man. Seth Rogen. Normally, I could fight, but how about like Dave Franco? Get no, yeah. Well, you don't need. You don't need uh, for the animated film. I don't think you should have Peter Parker, like like Lucas has said, because we've we've gotten him already, and we're gonna get him again. Even though I'd rather not. As a Spider-Man fan, it's weird that I'm saying I don't want to see Peter Parker. Well, if they're doing Miles Morales, there's only one person that can play him. Donald Glover. Danny Donald Glover. Danny Glover. What? Danny Glover. <laughs> I think he might be a bit too old for this shit. <laughs> no, I think I think Donald Glover would be cool, but it doesn't have to be him. It could be anyone. You know, it doesn't matter who voices it, as long as Danny Glover. it's someone cool. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I actually have so, one more thing to say. Really of course quickly. you do. Because we're, um, we're, we're running on great time. Well, so, no, this is going to be like 30 seconds. So, I've learned through Facebook that apparently tonight, and if you're listening to this, last night was the last episode of Grey's Anatomy, which I didn't even know was still on the air. I don't think it was the last episode. And apparently it was like super disappointing. I don't think it was the last episode. Uh, people are seriously angry over this shit. I know, but I'm pretty sure it's not the last episode. I think it was just a big episode. Maybe. Well, whatever. Apparently, Grey's Anatomy sucks. Although, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably thought that already. I've watched the oh, first six seasons okay. of Grey's Anatomy. I, I, I think I just found out someone just ruined it, actually. Were you, were you? Was your life hinging on what was going to happen with tonight's Grey's Anatomy episode? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, because you... It's not you, really. It's did, your. Did it's Derek? Me. Did Derek beat the crap out of Meredith? Apparently, uh, McDreamy. Something happened to McDreamy. Is he dead? Probably dead. Sorry. Yeah, he died. McDreamy died. Yeah, McDreamy's dead. Isn't he the one my with mom, the beard? My mom is. My mom is literally probably crying right now. McDreamy's the one with the beard, right? With the great jaw structure. Yeah. Him. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He who who was rumored to be Doctor Strange a long time ago. Yeah. No. Screw that. Who's Doctor Strange now? Cumberbatch. Oh, Cumberbatch. Right. Sherlock. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Which you still I have just, to watch. I still have to watch Sherlock. Yeah. I know. That is seriously like the best casting ever. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, after to be honest, after he played Alan Turing, his career is going to explode. As if it hasn't already begun to explode. Dude, yeah, did you, that's, that's did you the see that movie or did you not? No, did you see he the was Imitation already game? popular. Did you see the Imitation Game? No. No, then you don't know. And if you don't know, then now you know. Well, that's going to wrap it for another episode of News Over Brews. Um, I'm Al Manorino, and I'm very upset I did not get to drink that delicious beer you guys were talking about earlier. <laughs> Do you want uh, I'm Ryan DeMarco, and um, I'm going to shed a tear over uh, McDream. I'm Lucas Jones. I got 99 problems, but a good coffee-flavored beer ain't one. Thanks for listening. <laughs>